You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to one of the very last episodes of the Thunderquack podcast, uh, which you can get early on Patreon Tuesdays, Patreon producers, Brian Murawski, JJ Samuel, or you can wait, get it on Fridays. If you're one of those people, uh, podcast services around the galaxy. I am one of your, your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, and I, I, I looked into 14,605, uh, different futures and, uh, there's only one in which, uh, I don't go completely insane, and it's the one where we stop doing this podcast. So just just so everybody knows, that's the situation. Um, it's it's so what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and work in end game references because we're in the end game of the podcast. I'm going to try and work in an end game reference into every episode between now and the end of the show. Um, yeah, man. Oh. We're I finally done. figured out how to access Disney from here, and so I could watch <laughs> that if I feel like it, and it makes me so happy. Oh, uh, just, yeah, yeah. Hit, 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 hit me up. Hit me up with your impressions of Moon Knight right off the bat before we get into oh, our, yeah. our main topic. So I'm, I'm no watching spoilers, super, obviously. So I but... can't just for like the for like the context of my woes with accessing mm-hmm. things in Indonesia. Most like major streaming services like if you have netflix you have netflix wherever there's netflix right you can just log in to netflix you just get the content that is in that country's netflix right for some reason disney is completely different like disney plus in indonesia you can only access with an indonesian phone number and they do not let me use a Canadian credit card to just purchase stuff. Like I have to go through like a cell phone. Pro- it's been an absolute ordeal. I've been on with customer service like multiple times. Anyways, Mike reminded me that I connect to work using a VPN that is a computer that I access in Vancouver. So I should just watch stuff in my Vancouver computer. It changed my world. I mean, so my first impression of Moonlight is like, there was a lot of lag because I wasn't watching it like from a, <laughs> around the world. <laughs> Anyways, but I'm very pleased that I was finally able to see it and get all the references. And um, it's, I am, I laughed so much at the suit joke. <laughs> it was great in the second episode. Yeah. He just was wearing a suit. Oh, so it's, there's really cute stuff. In it, and it's also really cool. Like, I really, I mean, there's a certain, like, demographic of people that really liked, like, Greek and, and Egyptian and, and uh, Roman, like, mythology and history uh, wh- and religion when they were younger. And I am one of those people. So hearing yeah. all about, like, deep Egyptian, like, like, his like yeah, religion, I guess is the right word. Yeah. 
is is really cool to me and everything I hear about I'm like googling and being like okay where is this like from and I'm pleased with how they're addressing because this is one of the things we talked about off the top right was that one of the main characteristics of this character is that it's multiple people in one yeah dissociative identity identity disorder Mm -hmm. and so that's to be able to navigate that in in a way that is not jarring uh is i think they're doing an okay job again i'm not like a critical media theorist or anything like that but i like what they're doing so far with it which is cool to me and i'm kind of excited this is a like i'm sorry that we're like spoiling moon knight like after like it's not really but in the second episode there's a female that comes in and i kind of like the idea that i can see a love triangle developing within the same person and that makes me that like brings me so much joy when there's like two personalities in the same body and they both fall in love with like i don't know i've talked about the host multiple times on this show where uh it's like two different people in the same body and she falls in love with like different people and it's like a weird triangle i love this being a triangle between two bodies but three identities and that is i love that if it's a thing that actually happens. But also I'm sure the show has better things to do than to deal with that. But I think that there's like a cute, there's like a really nice under, like something that they're setting up for that, which is cool. So those are my initial thoughts on Moon Knight. Yeah. They'll play with it. I think that they'll definitely play with it, whether it's a, whether it's a focus of it or not, I I, I don't, but, but I think that they'll definitely. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a focus of it. Yeah. Yeah. But there could be some, Um, there could be some interesting things there. Yeah. I mean, I just, just Oscar Isaac, just, I, for me, the biggest takeaway that I have right now, two things, Oscar Isaac playing two different characters who are like straight up two different people from the same Mm -hmm. person, the same actor, the same body. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got all of the same uh, facilities to work with. And yet Stephen Grant is one person who is actually kind of like he's a like you watch him and it's like this guy is a loser, this guy is lame, yeah. this guy's kind of yeah. maybe even a little bit ugly, which I know is it's going to be controversial for me to say, uh, because it is he is my no, but, my my soulmate, but like he definitely like he he get, does certain things that. with his yeah. performance to make himself come off as less attractive. To the yes. point that, like, Agreed. he's looking in the mirror, talking to himself at one point. He makes the comment of, like, listen, handsome, I, I don't care how handsome you are, or something like that. And it's, like, it's the same Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, <laughs> But because he stands yeah. up straight, he speaks with confidence, he he doesn't break eye contact, right? Like, it's just, like, he, he becomes not even Oscar Isaac, because Oscar Isaac is even another guy. But, like, when he becomes Mark Spector, yeah. it's, like, this other thing. And then, and then there, there's the other there's a life uh, personas in there as well, right? Like, and then mm-hmm. to juxtapose that, to juxtapose like these, these two guys and their uh, superhero alter egos, as well as Khonshu, who is a little bit unhinged as well, right? Super uh, creepy. It, yeah. yeah, super creepy in their, in their ear, in their head in a certain way. Um, and then to juxtapose that with Ethan Hawke and his performance, oh, yeah. which is so controlled and mm-hmm. so subtle and so just like 
buttoned up all the way like precise um it's just like i love it i this is what superhero stuff is about it's about i this is what i talked about in the off the record like it's about dichotomy it's about seeing like different facets of humanity played out in these arch ways like like just blowing up aspects of our psyches in this like like just just absolutely magnifying them to the nth degree so that they are so obvious um but then like finding sort of like the the nuance and the art in there like that's what superhero stories are about that's why we have mythology that's why we that's why we tell stories in this way um and moon knight is like two episodes in and it's like hey if you like this sort of thing uh that's what we're doing (laughs) and it's just like it's uh, i am so excited for where the second episode leaves us um and Mm -hmm. and for like the possibility of it and on top of that like we've seen pretty much everything that's in the trailers yeah that's the part that's the coolest to me is that i love it yeah I have no idea what's going to happen in the next little, and it does seem like they're shifting slightly tonally because it took two episodes for us to understand all of the players, all of the personalities, all of the characters. And now we get it. I get the magic tropes. I get the, and now I can just be on board for whatever action adventure they have in store and I don't need it anymore. Right. So, Oh, we talk about this all the time, but like the idea of like moving to these long form format storytelling, allows all these opportunities that are just so much more exciting because it's like it took two hours for us to get that intro story or you know an hour and a half or whatever it was for the two episodes but it wouldn't have made a good movie you can't just do an intro movie from like you need this amount of time to tell this character and get and connect with this character so that now that we're diving into the substance of the story we're invested in everything that happens and i'm so excited for that i just i just love moving away from features yeah absolutely it's um yeah i mean like it's 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 a perfect first act told in two parts Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and 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 it's it's setting us up for like this indiana jones adventure that's coming up that they've talked about in press and stuff that like oh like because oscar isaac has talked a lot about like oh it's like a it's like superhero indiana jones but it's scary as hell and it's like like yes thank you like that's that's such a great pitch um that's i'm totally down for it um but i mean like it's oscar isaac i'm down for it if he if he is on the screen then i am happy uh and he is on the screen a lot like we don't really spend (laughs) a lot of time with anybody else it is yeah it is him that's Um, and that's the unique element of this story is because it's told so much through steven's pov very single that you almost have to like it has to be that type of a narrative to to understand it yeah it's i don't know it's very fascinating it's very great and and it and it has to be an actor like oscar isaac it has (laughs) to be somebody who is going to keep you enthralled uh for for six hours uh because if it was if it was if it was somebody else I just don't know. Like, look, I love Chris Hemsworth and I think that he's great as Thor. I think he's perfect for that character. I don't want to spend six hours just with Chris Hemsworth's Thor, especially like with, with where that Thor has sort of grown into now where it's like, it's like, he's the comedic yuck, yuck bits and stuff. It's like, Mm -hmm. I love it. 
don't get me wrong, but I also like I I like the way that he's paced in Infinity War and Endgame, where it's like, yeah, pepper him in, pepper him in, because like mm-hmm. I want to get like a huge laugh from Thor, but I don't I don't necessarily want to spend the whole mini series with a character like that, right? Um, like like it's it's just uh, not to say that Chris Hemsworth probably couldn't do something more subtle but just comparing it to other mcu characters like i do feel like moon knight has sort of taken this very specific place um within this pantheon uh of uh of of superheroes and uh, i i i really like what it's establishing for this like spooky sort of horror-ish vibe um yeah that that i think yeah. we're gonna get from this and then uh i mean obviously with dr strange we're getting some real horror spooky vibes and it's sam raimi so that should be good too and then um all of the stuff that they established in uh in in eternals the only part of eternals that i care about which is the kit harrington stuff i uh, and 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 blade and all of that and it's like like i just i am every second of moon knight in the best way not in a distracting way but like in an effusive like yes i cannot wait sort of way i'm just thinking about like the moment when like the black knight and blade and moon knight are all on screen and we've got we've got werewolf by night coming it's not been officially announced but it is scheduled for this halloween that we're gonna get werewolf by night and it's being directed by michael Giacchino. It's me. So I'm. I'm gonna say that again, because people might think that I'm misspeaking, but I am not. Werewolf by Night is an MCU project that is being directed by Michael Giacchino. You probably know Michael Giacchino's name as a composer. Like he did the score for the Spider-Man movie for the like the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. He did the score for Doctor Strange. I I he's like Rogue One I I the Planet of the Apes movies I uh, with, with Michael uh, Giacchino Michael, Michael Giacchino yeah yeah um the Batman most recently that's it, his score he I I mean he's my favorite like contemporary composer um because John Williams is kind of done right like he's retiring <laughs> he keeps saying that he's retiring and then comes back for one more but um he is like the he to me he's like the successor to to john williams like the the truest one um and he is directing werewolf by night which is a very weird character to be bringing to the mcu but moon knight first appeared in werewolf by night like that's like his 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 first appearance is in is in actually it's in two sequential issues of werewolf by night so um like that's where the character came from so the fact that that's happening later this year is just like uh, and 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 you know blades coming like uh, it will not be surprising if some of this other stuff gets revealed somewhere in moon knight it also may not because they've also like they've kind of been like i don't know we've kind of gotten a bit of both like like wandavision really didn't it established things that are going to come to pl- come into play in other movies, but, um, but really it didn't have as many of the like crazy implications that we all thought it was going to have at, at the beginning. Same with Falcon and winter soldiers. Same. I mean, not Loki. Loki was definitely like 
no, we're going to play with a bunch of this stuff. Um, and it's going to, it's going to have major ramifications, but, um, yeah, like Hawkeye, like, like the, the stories have all been very self-contained at the end of the day. Um, uh, and the cameos have actually been pretty low key. Uh, uh, that wasn't a pun. That was an unintentional pun, which I apologize for, because I always try to intend my puns. Um, you, you should always intend your puns. I do yeah. have to. I do have to soft pivot to Chris Hemsworth because I just randomly watched Star Trek two thousand nine. Yeah, Star Trek again. Like a couple when, of days like, ago. Like, like recently. Yeah, like, that is so like weird because, like, two days ago I was like. I don't know what it was, but like the theme again, Michael Giacchino, <laughs> he he did the score for Star Trek. Yeah, uh, yeah. that theme was just in my head for no reason, and I was just like, "Oh man, what a great movie!" I I yeah, and yeah, yeah, that's so funny that and and I did think Anyways, about the fact of but, like, but oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth. And that's but that's what it was, and I just forgot. Like I just wanted sort of like a good time. And I was, I've been watching, I've been maxing out on my K-dramas and the one I was watching just finished. And I was like, I need something different. And the, the thing that I absolutely love the most about watching that movie is I cannot watch that movie without apples. And it was the first time that I've bought apples since I've been here. So I had an apple in my fridge. Because and of so the Kobayashi Maru scene? Because of the Kobayashi Maru scene, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. Chris Pine's another and one of those actors, like, right? Like, he, uh, he, just yeah, like Oscar yeah. Isaac, where you're just like, I don't care. Eat an apple, man. Eat an apple because you're <laughs> going to eat an apple in such an interesting way. Like, I'm just going to be yeah. like, I'm going to be just like enthralled <laughs> with how you decide to chew that apple in the most yeah. like actually kind of disgusting way possible. He's pretty. He's. Yeah. A, I mean, it's like the character Kirk is doing that on purpose, right? Like he's thumbing yeah. his nose at everybody, so it's like he's intentionally being disgusting as he eats this apple and bits of it fly out of his mouth, sort of thing. It's like, yeah, that is the that is possibly. I think it's number two because I'll tell you what the number one juiciest apple on screen uh, in the in the history awesome. of film is. I do think it's numbered. I do think that like that scene is the number two two. juiciest apple ever on screen. Number one is the apple from honey. I shrunk the kids. (laughs) I do not have the same memory of this as you. He shrinks it. And then it, and then it expands. Like it, it it ends up exploding. Right. And it like, like it's like apple is like everywhere. Like the whole room is applesauce. I, you got to watch honey. I shrunk the kids again. It's been, man, it's been a really long time since I have watched that movie. I think I've only ever seen that movie once in my whole life. Are you for real? I I am. I am. Because I do remember going to like Universal Studios or something. And there was like this big Honey, I Shrunk the Kids exhibit. And I was like, I don't Disney. really get it, this. That's Disney. Is it Disney? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what a, there was something where there was like life size, like a big ant or whatever. So like, I remember yeah. watching the movie, but I in no way remember an apple exploding. So I can't. At the beginning I of the movie. Say, when he's testing the shrink ray, he tested on an apple. That's the first thing that he tested okay. on. And okay. he's, he's, um, I think he's actually not shrinking. I think he's trying to make the apple bigger. I don't remember. Yeah. It's like, it's been so long, but or maybe he's trying to shrink it and it's just not, it's not working properly or whatever. But like it, it, um, 
the the beam is going like into the apple and the apple is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then it it like on the screen it says oh critical critical mass or whatever and like as a kid you're like i don't know what that means as an adult now i know what that means but as a kid you're just like critical mass i don't know that thing that they said in honey i shrunk the kids and then the apple explodes (laughs) but the apple like gets bigger and bigger and then it like pops and when it pops it like explodes and applesauce is like everywhere and that's sort of his like the beginning of the movie his defeated moments of like oh man my shrinking ray doesn't work and then later on the kids all get shrunk but i wow you've only honey i shrunk the kids is is classic like that's a like i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say this having not watched it so at least i've watched it (laughs) it's it is a perfect 10 like it's it's got my stamp as like it's one of my perfect 10 movies there's nothing there isn't a frame out of place in honey i shrunk the kids like like you couldn't make that movie better that movie is perfect um man i was terrified of it as a kid though i the 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 scorpion and the and the and the bee like when they're riding on the bee oh my god as 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 a kid who was terrified of bees it was like this is the this is my nightmare and then like Mm -hmm. they they fall off the bee and they're all covered in the pollen or whatever and then they gotta fight a scorpion and the scorpion kills the ant and this all sounds just, this all sounds very stressful i i mean did you so watch good, did so what good. the if you're afraid of bees did what about um my girl macaulay Culk- yeah. yeah everybody knows this one you talk about yeah yeah well why do you think i'm afraid of bees no oh, because of yeah because of my girl <laughs> that i mean I it doesn't we, help that certainly didn't no, help no. it's true um but anyways going back to star trek i have to say having watched it is that like it that's the type of movie that gets me excited about making really awesome genre films because it just it takes all of these really great boxes and even though it's a re like it was for people like me right who i have a vague familiarity with the original characters Mm -hmm. and i was allowed to just love these ones anyways it was it was a good time i have deep familiarity with the original characters and i personally think that everybody showed up and gave their like that they left it all on the field with that one like every performance in that movie is like is is every single one of those actors doing their absolute best to pay tribute to those Mm -hmm. characters with the exception maybe of simon pegg who like kind of just does his own simon peg thing simon I, peg is simon peg, yeah. yeah i don't really feel like he like that he i i i he doesn't capture like the james Doohan uh montgomery scott i don't think i think everybody else does a much better job um of, of like getting to the core of those characters and then scotty they like they went a different direction. They explained it in the movie. So like, I don't have a problem with it. I'm not criticizing it. It's, it's, um, they put him in a different circumstance. So he's a little bit zanier, right? Like he's yeah. a little bit yeah. more. So I don't know, maybe that, that, that is meant to be there in the performance. But I do also think that it's just like Simon Pegg got to play Scotty because he's friends with JJ Abrams, not because yeah. he was the best person for the role. But at the end of the day, it's fine because like he's the one who wrote Beyond, which I think is the best out of those three. So, like yeah. I, I and you out. don't you you wouldn't have had that if he wasn't involved in it, right? So yeah, um, yeah, because Beyond I, is the I most like Star Trek out of those three movies. I like how stuff works out like that. That sometimes you're like it's the long game, and it's like exactly yeah. what you're talking you were talking about in the post 
I guess the post credits that only patrons will get to listen to. But what you're talking about is like the long game for stuff like the prequels for Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. That if we can pull off, or if we, if they can pull off these, like everything that they've promised that's coming with these additional stories, yeah, everything is going to come together in such a way that it's like it could only have happened that way, right? To give yeah. us these type of, these type of stories. Um, and make everything better in Heinz in like retrospect, right? That 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 reverence where where as much as you're saying like Simon Pegg might not have been the right actor like for that character, but he was maybe the right actor for that role because of what he brought to it from this like a Star Trek like reverence that then got mm -hmm. brought into the other movies or whatever it is, right? And he was able yeah. to make his own. So there's there's I just like love that when you sort of look at the like deconstruct stories and are like, how did you get here and how did this all become what it is? And I don't know, I just think that's really cool. So Yeah, for sure. Uh so watch Moon Knight, I guess. Um <laughs> let's uh let's <laughs> let's take a hard right into student bodies territory and uh ah. and and talk about uh, as we have been over the last few episodes, our our progress, sort of uh, getting closer and closer to this new thing, to the launch of it. Um, I am not technically done as of recording this, but by the time that you guys are hearing this on Monday night slash Tuesday morning uh, on Patreon, and certainly by Friday when everybody else gets to hear it, um, all of the... Uh, social media and everything will be up for the show. So the, uh, we have we have an official title for for the podcast, uh, which if you've been if you've been listening along and paying attention, uh, it won't be a surprise because it it was um, I I mean it was it was it's already been the title of a podcast actually. I, I it's what I titled the podcast when we decided that this is what we were doing. Um, and so the, the show is going to be called let's reboot student bodies. The idea there is like, if we enjoy doing this and, uh, and, and in all likelihood don't end up rebooting student bodies. Um, but we finished <laughs> the three seasons or, or even if we just finished the first season and we feel like, okay, we did that. And now let's move on to the next thing. Um, we do have, we do have other shows that we, we want to do yeah. in this series of let's reboot. So, I mean, like the, the, the jokiest one, but that is very serious is let's reboot, reboot. I, <laughs> I, which I already had a reboot, but we're going to reboot, reboot again. I, <laughs> um, in the hypothetical sort of sense, um, uh, breaker high is another one that we have talked about, <laughs> which I think is, is another great one. Um, and, uh, and who knows, who knows, who knows if, if we enjoy doing this, then maybe we'll do it in perpetuity. And I love the idea that we would do it with series that have like one to three seasons, right? Like <laughs> yes. stuff that yes. doesn't have a lot, but that mm -hmm. does like, that's, that's like beloved and, and deserves to, uh, I mean, like I, I can think of like undergrads is, is another great oh, show. Like, yeah. Undergrads like, is so great. What, what would yeah. undergrads look like if we did it today? Um, yeah, so like it's 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 you know funny. The saddest part, the saddest part about that, Mike, is that we're about ten years too old to reboot undergrads. I feel like we need to have a little bit more. Oh, to be more relevant. Immediate experience to those. 
Live. Yeah, but 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 you but there's two ways to do a reboot of undergrads. There's to do a new version of undergrads or to revisit the characters from undergrads now, right? That's, uh, these that's these fair. many years later. So there's there's different ways to approach it, but that's not what we're doing. We're doing let's reboot student bodies. Uh, I think you and I have a lot of ideas uh, about what our version of the show is going to be. Um, but, uh, but I mean, like the key is that we're going to watch every episode, um, to figure out if we're right (laughs) or not. Right. (laughs) Um, so that's the name of the podcast, but the way to find us everywhere is even better. (laughs) Uh, because let's reboot student bodies is too long for an at on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Right. Um, there's too many characters. Uh, so in in the best of both world situations now student potties is where i started with this line of thought and we obviously we talked <laughs> that over and that does not work because at the end of the day it ends up sounding like student potties like like going to the potty right like a toilet <laughs> but then like my brain it, I, we finished recording the episode where we talked about that and my brain went student podcast student podcast so that's the twitter handle so it's student podcast but just switch the p for a b student podcast uh and so that's that that's our twitter our instagram uh our facebook theoretically if i facebook is weird sometimes you create a new page and they're like yeah go ahead create your custom url and then other times they're like no you need to have a hundred followers and post something first and it's like can you guys just be consistent? Um, and here's, this is the big thing. This is the big one. I am going to set up a TikTok for student podcast. I talked about this on off the record. So if you've already listened to that, I apologize. You're going to have to listen to me say this again. Um, I am an old man and I don't know how to TikTok. I, I, I know how to watch a TikTok and laugh at it and then hit the like. Uh, and then and then move on with my life and that's about it and i only remember that tiktok exists once every two or three weeks so and it's usually because like i saw a tiktok on another social media platform and then went like oh maybe i'll follow that person on tiktok and then i go into tiktok and then i spend an hour watching a bunch of tiktok and going like it's a good <laughs> thing that i don't check this every day because i would get nothing done and then I go back to Twitter and get nothing done. I, <laughs> anyways, I, we would very much like to have a presence on TikTok. We would very much like to uh, uh, up our game in that way. Amanda and I are are. I made the joke before we started the episode proper of like I'm too, we're too old to begin the training. It's just it's it, that time has passed i am way too old to learn a new social media platform and especially one that's as involved as tiktok so we're putting it out there to you guys if there is anybody out there who wants to come on as part of the team amanda do you get paid to do this to to be on the podcast <laughs> no answer the question for me please do you no get paid? i do not get no. paid do i get paid no no, I don't get paid either. So you're not going to get paid to come help do social media for us. Um, I'm not promising you exposure or experience. I'm just asking for somebody who wants to spend their free time 
uh, you get a wealth of our gratitude. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, here's the thing. I can promise you this. If you do a good job, then you're our friend. You go from being a listener to one of our friends. And, and that is the only payment that I can promise is that that's what will happen because that's like, like, that's why I'm friends with Tim and that's why I'm friends with Kyle. And that's why I'm friends with like everybody who's, who's started off as a listener and then helped me out with one of the shows ends up like they are some of my best friends in the world. So, um, so if you've ever thought to yourself, I really wish I was friends with Mike and Amanda. This is, this is your one and only opportunity um because uh, sure because we're not we're not gonna be friends with you unless you come (laughs) never there's this is the only way it's ever gonna happen the look there is one other avenue and matt campbell knows this and that's so you gotta get me vip seats at disneyland like if you can if you can get me and crystal vip seats for the fireworks at disneyland then yeah i'll be your friend for that too um i'm a bad person i do i'm but i'm adding to this that genuinely I have been wanting to find somebody that's interested in becoming a public, like a, like working in film Mm -hmm. in publicity or in social media or in digital media for like many years, because I do have the capacity to mentor somebody to become a really good social. I, I know what you should do. I just don't have the time to do it. So beyond everything Mike is saying, because we're looking at making student potties, (laughs) more professional than our previous one of one of the added parts of it is that like in my career trajectory right now one of the things that I'm really really looking at is key collaborators that can work Mm -hmm. with me in like ongoing bases and grow their own personal skill set because I know how much I've I've gotten out of certain relationships that I've built um so as much as what you're saying like I actually also genuinely want to put out a call that like if anybody is knows people that have very little experience but are really passionate about getting more experience as media like as media people or maybe and don't have the ability to maybe go to school I've taken tons of workshops and courses I could tell you what you need to do I mean you can't do like you're a marketer people want to learn how to do it come work with us yeah, I I, th- I think it, and and that is the thing is that it's 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 a it's a capacity thing is that like you mm-hmm. and I just do not have that bandwidth to be able to do that. Yeah. But we absolutely both have the bandwidth to mentor somebody who wants to. And mm-hmm. and yeah, there are there there are opportunities that come out of stuff like this. I just don't I don't ever like promising stuff like that because it's like cause no. that always makes it feel like it, you get into the icky territory of like of of oh we'll pay you an exposure right, <laughs> which I've been a freelancer. Yeah. I know that that's the worst yeah. thing in the world. But it's not a thing. Um, but but it's but, resume, yeah, we're just it's a resume skill that you can add. <laughs> it is it is an opportunity, right? Like like mm-hmm. I I to come in on something that's got like a built-in audience. So, you know, that like, you're not starting from scratch. Um, mm-hmm. It's not the biggest audience in the world, obviously, but, but it is an established, like you'll, you will have, look, I know at least three people on TikTok who will follow immediately, who will have like, by the time that they've heard this part of the podcast, they've already followed the account. So <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, th- I just think that, that, that we have an opportunity to build the brand and, and, and the product and everything in that way, um, with social media, like there's, there's so much opportunity there that just needs to be seized, but we need the person to help us do it. 
Um, just like in the past, we've I've needed somebody to come on and help me write recaps for Clone Wars, and um, and and I needed Tim to post the news, right? Like like that's how Kyle mm-hmm. and Tim became part of the team. So I was like, I just I just can't do all of this stuff, and also you know maintain relationships in real life and uh, <laughs> have a job and all of that sort of thing. So um, so yeah, somebody somebody who wants to come on and help us out with that, like just. Uh, I mean, like, I think you guys know where to find us. You find us on Twitter and, and Instagram or whatever. Um, just just message us on any of those platforms. Uh, but student podcast at gmail.com is going to be the official email for the show. So that's all. Like, obviously, you can just email that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and even like, like, like maybe even like two people if they if if somebody specifically wants to do one thing doesn't want to do another i know that tiktok is like a big thing right like like not a big like not like a big deal but like a big undertaking like there it's it's a lot of work to keep a tiktok going um but i do think like that there's an opportunity there of like especially once we get the shows uh uh coming out right like the episodes coming out mm-hmm. to take like a clip from the show and then us talking about it and like cutting back and forth with that and creating some good content that, that I think would be, could be popular on TikTok if we find the right audience. And then obviously that stuff, that video stuff on TikTok, you, you see it with everybody now. It's like, you just export it from there and then you put it on your Instagram and you put it on Twitter and you put it on Facebook. Right. Um, so you're creating content across all the platforms, but but TikTok is kind of the place where that originates now. So, yeah, that's just that's an offer that's out there. It's a standing offer. As long as we're doing the show, we're gonna have that need um, until until somebody fills that need. So, um, anybody who's listening to this that wants to, let us know, because uh, yeah, we would love to have <laughs> that help um i will i will say one thing which is that like i think amanda and i both we like for ourselves we have low standards for other people we have high standards uh <laughs> so i i you're gonna you gotta bring your a game if if you want to do it um and and i definitely want somebody who's going to be like committed um so so just consider that before throwing your hat in um that like this is this is a long term thing, but uh, but some cool stuff could come from it. So, uh, I mean, like our goal is to get the show made, right? Like yeah. that is yeah. as much as we joke about. Like it's very unlikely that it'll happen. We are doing this unironically, um, which is I think <laughs> I would I would consider revolutionary in the year twenty twenty two to be like. <laughs> Oh, our podcast concept is not we're we're not being silly about it. Like we really would actually like to make this television show. Um, so, like you know, if we end up getting to make this TV show, then uh, if if you were a part of that, then you're gonna be a part of that. Like that's that's I I that I think that's probably the best part of the pitch. But the worst part is that we're gonna be jerks about. Uh, the quality standard <laughs> well yeah. maybe not necessarily jerks only if you do a bad job i guess so <laughs> if you're the type of person who's going to put out great stuff then you have nothing to worry about but uh 
yeah. Learn. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, like if 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 you're learning this stuff, like if if you're new to it, then then there's a little bit of leniency there. There's a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, leniency is probably not the right word, but like we're gonna we're gonna we're definitely gonna consider like oh, you know, you're new, but um, but yeah, I don't know. I just think it 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 could be a really cool thing for us to get going uh, on the show. This one different from what we've done in the past. Rather than me like posting three things on Instagram and then forgetting that I have to post to Instagram, uh, and then me going like I don't want to post to Instagram, so all I do is just copy and paste the same text with the album art and then just post that to Instagram. But that's not really doing anything for me. So like then it's like every time I'm posting to Instagram, I'm thinking to myself, is this even worth it? Are we getting new listeners by posting to the Thunderquack Instagram. I don't think that we are, um, but doing it. You anyways. have to engage with people. Yeah. On the internet. So yeah. There's a there's a skill there's a there's a skill to it and a and a whole plan. This I like the idea of going into something that is in my wheelhouse in terms of like I because I do I very much phone it in on this podcast. But in terms of like planning a social media strategy for like an actual project that is looking for funding or partners or collaborators or whatever it is. That's more stuff that I have in my brain for like how to tailor that conversation. You do like a um, whole wall calendar of all of the posts. It'll be great. <laughs> so fun. So yeah, I so that's kind of that's kind of where we're at with that show. We've got uh, including this episode four episodes of of uh, so I guess now this is almost done, right? We're almost done this episode. So we got three episodes yeah. left of the Thunderquack podcast. Amanda won't be on the next one. Then she'll be back for the subsequent one for at the beginning of May. And then the final episode is going to be us in Disneyland. So, uh, Yay. yeah, it's not going to meet our regular release schedule because technically we will both be on vacation in Disneyland slash at Star Wars Celebration. But you'll get it at some point that week, probably, maybe, possibly. Hopefully. Yep. Hopefully um probably but whenever you get it it'll be worth the wait because we're literally gonna just uh i think we're just gonna record like five minute snippets after we do cool stuff at disneyland uh on my birthday yeah so it's like you guys are all invited to my birthday at disneyland uh at galaxy's edge because we build lightsabers and uh, i eat popcorn and pretend it's from space Nice. Even though it's just colored popcorn, which I can get at the mall. But we're going to pretend like it's magic space popcorn. Cause, magic space popcorn. That's the that's, best kind of popcorn. Yeah, that's that's what you do when you're at Disneyland. Uh, you pretend <laughs> that the popcorn is somehow better than it is anywhere else. Although, like, like let's be real. Uh, the churros are, are pretty top-notch. And the beignets are... I mean, I've never been to New Orleans, and I probably never will be. That's not like a dig against New Orleans. It's just not. It's just not in the cards it's for me. Not, probably just, just not never where going you're to gonna New go. Um, I would. Love so to I'm go sure to that New the Orleans, beignets in, in New Orleans are are way better uh, than the ones that. But they're, they're still. But real great. The the mint juleps, like having a mint julep and a beignet in Disneyland, and I mean, obviously, the mint juleps have no alcohol in Disneyland, but are still like. I remember that being one of my first Disneyland experiences as an adult 
was when we went on the 4th of July to Disneyland with my like nerdy friends and it was the best we went I had mint julep in that and we went to and we ate at the Pirates of the Caribbean um restaurant the blue bayou oh, the, so, the, the one that's yeah. in the ride yeah 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 it's so great yeah so i great. i don't know i don't know how prepared you are for this trip amanda i don't know how prepared you are I, you're talking you've talked a lot tonight with me about like how excited you are to go to disneyland with the girls and stuff and it's like i don't i don't based on the conversations that we have had about the way that you have done disneyland in the past versus the way that i do disneyland I don't think that you are like emotionally or mentally prepared. Okay. For like this version of Disneyland. I mean that in a good way of like, I think you've gone to Disneyland in the past and you're like, that was fun, but I didn't get to do that much. (laughs) We kind of did these few things, but it would have been nice to spend more days there by the end of like, uh, like two days with me in Disneyland. You're going to be like, Oh, (laughs) <laughs> like that this is how you no, do it this is how you do it i because we didn't miss a single ride that i wanted to go on when i was in that's Disneyland. fair that's the fair. thing the thing that i'm looking forward to is being able to go on the rides that i don't necessarily want to go on myself there's going to be a lot of kid rides that i will mm-hmm. get to experience and that's that's kind of cool i kind of like that i i'm assuming that the girls don't want to go on the big roller coasters like i don't know <laughs> will car go on space mountain um, is she a roller coaster gal it's you know the I I the question there is can she go on Space Mountain? I don't think she's big enough yet. Right. But okay. um, no, she likes a roller coaster. She likes the Gadget Go coaster. They went on that um nice. when we were there when she was two. So so oh, yeah, wow. she she's de- she's definitely down for that sort of stuff. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We got we gotta we gotta measure her because uh, uh, figure out the height and and figure out what what rides she's gonna be able to get onto. Um, yeah, she should be good. She should be good. We were pretty like, we were pretty confident that she was going to be able to get on a lot of stuff that she wasn't allowed on previously when we were going in 2020. And obviously it's been two years since then. So she's significantly taller than she would have been then. But the other part of that is that like, like, I don't know how much taller she actually is because Cassie is only like four inches shorter than her (laughs) and Cassie is three (laughs) years younger. But it's like, but Kara is small. Like when Kara comes out, yeah. when 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 the bell rings and the door opens and all the kindergartners come out, I, she's in a K one class, so she's also in there with like, you know, bigger kids. But um, the other kindergartners come out, and then Kara comes out, and she's like, she's like a little version of of a bunch of them. Aww. It's like, oh, you are so much smaller than everybody else. Um, but we don't say that in front of her because she's very self conscious about it. But I I. I then there's Cassie who is just like bull in a china shop because she's a she is definitely a two and a half year old in a four year old's body <laughs> like so you see her like run and it's like like her motor skills don't match the momentum that she's able to build so she'll go right. around a corner and she just like it's like a car going up on two wheels and you're just like every time you're like are you gonna okay good you made it you're good you're good but every once in a while she clips the corner of the hallway and you're like "Mm, yeah no not quite but but she'll bang her head into something and and keep going so they're the two of them are so different so it's gonna be very interesting to see 
um, what happens at Disneyland with with That's these uh, wildly different but very similar personalities that they have. The the thing that's cool to me is that Cassie's personality is like developed like because even because I saw you guys right before I left for here and mm-hmm. so it's on my social media that I like remember this, but Cassie making a comment about me calling Cara cute or something and that she had previously I had called her cute was just the sassiest awesomest thing that she just I just liked that dynamic and I'm like oh this is gonna be fun <laughs> to see yeah. how this plays out in a yeah no it'll be in good Disneyland. it'll be good. And then by the end of the, uh, I, I guess we're there for eight nights. You're there for seven nights with us. Uh, Are you guys arriving on the Saturday or the, on the, or Sunday, the Sunday? On the Sunday. Yeah. You're arriving on the Sunday. Oh, yeah. So I am only missing the one night. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I think you'll be sick cool. of us, but. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. It's uh, Take the time to yeah. step away as needed. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. They're a lot. It can be a lot. It's going to be, but, and, but, but we were talking about this before. It's like you step on Disney property and the, the energy comes from a, from another place. And you're like, you know what? I can do this in another circumstance. I don't want to stand in lines and my feet hurt and I'm tired and grumpy and whatever. I'll just eat lots but of snacks. I Disneyland? feel like as parents, you guys are good at like making sure yeah. there's lots of snacks. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, we just don't care about how much stuff costs at Disneyland. Because yeah, I don't know. I hear that all the time from other people of like, it's so expensive. Food costs so much more. And it's like, well, we're Canadian. We're going to the states. Everything costs more. It's ridiculous. Everything costs a lot of money. But yeah. then it's also like, in some ways, it's actually a lot cheaper, <laughs> right? Because like, you actually, you actually like, for a meal in Vancouver, I think you actually pay more. Than you pay for a meal in California, uh, in my experience, like like, and it's, even at Disneyland, it's like, yeah, I don't know here, Canadian, it's like I don't know for a decent meal, it's at least you're talking about at least twenty bucks a person, right? Probably closer to twenty five, and then you go to a restaurant in the states, and it's like, oh, it's like fourteen dollars American. So then even after conversion, you're still under. You're still under how much you would spend in in Canada, so I don't know. Amazing. I'm I, very sorry. This is this is coming in live, Mike. I just did today's Wordle and I got it in two. It was really random. Come on. Congratulations. I'm very excited. Sorry, I was distracting myself while you were talking on my is phone. It and today's I Wordle or is it Wordle. tomorrow's Wordle? Because technically, you're in tomorrow See, already. This I haven't figured out yet, and it's driving me bananas. I don't know if I'm doing, because my Wordle lasts my 24 hour, like my 12 hours. It ends yeah. at, at resets at my midnight. I never know if I'm doing the Wordle for Saturday or the Wordle that was on Friday. Hmm. Because I, I did them consistently. Like since I got here, like I did it. So the, I didn't miss a day when I came here. So I don't know if I, like, I don't know. It's very weird. Anyways, that's, yes, it's driving me bananas. I've never gotten into one, but I've gotten it six times in two. Sorry. <laughs> to detour. It's rail. fine. Uh, I was very excited. No, I mean, I think we're done. I think we did it. I think I think, we've covered everything that we needed to cover. Um, yeah. I don't know. We're just kind of running out the clock, you guys. I don't know if you noticed that. 
Today was Please a weird energy. Some like things I, that you'd like us to. Yeah. We both. I think we both came in today exhausted from our work weeks. Um, yeah. And yes. and we now record on Fridays, which is a very different thing from recording. Oh, you're on a, you're Saturday, but for me it's Friday. Saturday like morning, I yeah. literally yeah. finished work two hours before we started recording this. Um, yeah. And in between, but, I, mean, I put and, the girls down for the night. Like I put them to bed. So yeah, and like, I mean, I I came into this completely frazzled because I was up till two a.m. finishing an application and had to get up at seven a.m. to check all the progress that had been made since I did that. And then work until right before the podcast to get it all submitted. So similar, same. We're we're in a weird yeah. state today. Yeah, I feel like it's a weird state. Um, but we didn't. I'm gonna go and sleep. We didn't. Hey, yeah, I'm really proud of us because we didn't complain or or rant about <laughs> like uh, anybody who slapped anybody recently um uh, or okay. <laughs> uh like the really racist things that were said about a very qualified person who got a job uh, uh, uh that yes. they absolutely deserve to get like we just yeah. we haven't we we've not talked about that stuff that's going on in the world yeah that we could very easily just go down these very negative rabbit holes uh, uh mm-hmm. and i i'm it's i think because we're already like shifting into student bodies mode of like no we're going to talk about a tv show um that we're not talking about that stuff. I mean, you're also like, you're in a different part of the world. So I think you're a little bit removed from some of this stuff to a certain No, I get all of it. I, I'm, yeah. unfortunately, my feeds are still very much rooted in yeah. <laughs> what's happening. Uh, uh, I haven't cared about the Academy Awards in probably 10 years. Like, like I do, like, like oh. they, it is not a gauge of what good movies are, in my opinion. Um not that's not to say that movies that win Academy Awards are not good movies. I just don't think that the Academy go, go is actually go. measuring by that metric. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like there are yeah. there are other award shows that I think are doing a better job of actually, you know, uh, uh, giving awards based on real metrics as opposed to the one that's like, I don't know, did Disney make a cartoon this year? And then that's what wins. Um, because yeah, the people yeah, who are in better. that academy are stodgy and lame and old and don't actually watch the animated stuff because Mitchell's versus the machines 100% deserve to win no different mm-hmm. than into the spider verse deserve to win the year that, that I, I don't even know was that even nominated for best animated feature it better I actually think into the spider verse won. did it win yeah because I remember okay. being really pleased that it did yeah good uh, I'm just so used to it always being like whatever Disney movie that came out, even if that Disney movie is not that great. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't no, even that, know. I, that was I, the I, one year that, but there wasn't any big Disney movies that year. Yeah, I think too. Um, like but. I don't, I don't know. Did it is Encanto the one that won? Because I don't even know what actually yes. won. Yeah, is it? It was Encanto. Yeah, Encanto won. <laughs> like my thing is that Encanto is not even the best animated movie that Disney put out last year. Right? Like, Encanto is great. It's a great movie. I'm not taking anything away from it. But I think Luca is a way better movie than Encanto. Mm -hmm. Like, like in terms of, like, what, like, like, structure and what it does and just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a better story. It's a tighter story. The animation is better in Luca than it is in Encanto. We're talking about, like, this is, like like the olympics right it's like well who won oh that guy was like an eighth of a second faster than the other guy that guy jumped that i shouldn't say that guy that woman jumped 
half an inch higher than the other woman jumped, right? It's like, that's what we're talking about when we talk about, like, Encanto, Luca, and Mitchells versus the Machines. All three <laughs> of those are phenomenally great movies. Like, like put them on, watch them anytime. Except maybe Encanto, I'm a little bit sick of the music. But that's because I have kids. But... <laughs> But I do think that like Luca edges out in Canto in terms of like like just visual style. It's beautiful, and, yeah. And Canto looks like another Disney movie, right? Like it's like, oh, it's prettier yeah. than the last Disney movie, but it just looks like another Disney movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I think culturally it does really cool stuff. So so, you know, give it points for that for sure. But then Luca, it's like I don't know, there's like a there's like a there's like a, a an ineffable quality about the animation in Luca that it's like, it's got that kind of like Wallace and Gromit vibe to it, but it's something else too. And just, I don't know. I think it gets overlooked. I, I people didn't give Luca enough credit last year. I don't think, but Mitchell's versus oh, yeah, the machines no, was mean... like, Hey, let's take this medium and, and push it into a new, like, like let's, let's break some boundaries. The same as spider verse did. Right. And I mean, obviously the same studio, right. A lot of the same people. So, um so uh, like that's what we expect but um i yeah because because it was a netflix movie i think like that's a point against it for some reason uh, because of the way that it was distributed <laughs> and then and then because it's not disney so it's not like there's no princess or anything in it and it's like yeah i don't know dumb it's uh... dumb it's dumb so we did complain about the academy awards but not the part that everybody expected everybody to talk about because we're not going to talk about that because it doesn't deserve to be talked about. Uh, that's it. That's it. We did it. We did a podcast. We did it. So good. Um, so we don't have to do another one for another two weeks. Uh, uh, well, you don't have to do one for four weeks because I don't. You're a slacker, and I'm going to so. send you a little treat that I just again. I'm. I'm just. I just. You draw. I sort of just like scroll through mindless like Pinterest or Twitter. I'm going to send you because we talked earlier. Who was hotter, Mark Spector or Stephen? Oh, what's his last name? Grant. What? Anyways, Stephen Grant. Yeah. There's actually a there's a comparison in the suits, and it Stephen Grant does a good job. So, anyways, I'm sharing this with you. So that's a okay. little that's your little end of the podcast treat. Like, thanks <laughs> for a good time. Uh, yeah. I mean, by the time that you're back, mate, I think Moon Knight might be done. So, uh, yeah. I, or or close to done so we'll probably have lots more to say about moon Knight. um i'll be back in the interim with a guest uh we will have uh, uh next friday if you're listening to this uh on the friday that it releases um we'll have office hours over on discord so join us on discord oh, yeah. i don't it's so difficult because I... the discord link only lasts for seven days but i will oh, yeah, post I'll post on all the social media the day of with a link to the discord. So just make sure that you're following us on the Thunderquack social media in order to get that link at that point. And, and maybe I'll, I'll try and remember to share it sometime before then as well. But uh, yeah. Um, so that's another thing is that See, I need if we have somebody that can handle our social media, we could start that. like a, yeah. Keeping the exactly. discord up. And- uh, yeah. Um, cool. So that's it. That that that's that's what we got for the next few weeks. Uh, that was an episode. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts. It is really hard to draw these uh, uh, student bodies characters. I just I, I'm doing that while we have this conversation, and like the like the ones from the original student bodies. And I'm not even like drawing them. I'm tr- I'm just tracing them from one of the pieces of promo. Art. It's like a like super just... unique art style. I feel like. it's so. What's difficult about it? I'm gonna put a footnote because this is where the actual episode starts. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> like the like the post credit thing. Yeah. Post credit. Start. There we go. That's <laughs> ten minutes in. Um, that gives me like the area to to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the 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 thing that makes it difficult is that like. There is no, there's no structure to it. And I can't imagine how frustrating it must have been for the animators who were working on it to have to just like, the, I, what, what, what was the, what was the guy's name? Do you remember his name? Oh, I don't no, name. sorry. We looked it up, right? It doesn't matter. Um, but the guy that was like the executive producer, right? That, that, mm-hmm. uh, that also did the, the obviously like designed all the cartoons and stuff it is very obviously his hand right like it like it is it is very much like like he probably draws these in his sleep right because like the forms and stuff like that they are they are very like oh yeah i just did that right it's like if you've ever watched charles schultz who who did the peanuts if you've ever watched any video of him drawing charlie brown it's like for for 90% of it, it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like he's putting lines on a piece of paper. And then in like the last two seconds, he puts like the like this line, this line, this line, and this line. And all of a sudden, like Charlie Brown has a face and he's a character and he's expressive. And it's brilliant. Like, but, and and like, obviously a lot of people have studied Charles Schultz and and, and broken down his stuff and whatever and, and, and learned, you know, from his skill. But, but there is like, there's a difference between an illustrator, which is what I am, right? Mm-hmm. So like I sit down and I it's it's a it's a bit more like um this is one piece. This is one thing and I may never draw this ever again. I may never draw this character. I may never draw in this style. I'm just going I'm going to sit down. I've got something that I want to achieve with this single piece of art, right? Just similar to painting, right? I mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. So you just sit down and that's what you're going to do. And then there's an animator, which is a different discipline entirely where it's like, okay, I am going to replicate the same drawing a hundred times. 
in slightly different variations and then put them all in sequence and the character does something right which is like a skill set that i do not have i don't have that consistency i've never been able to do it it's just like that discipline eludes me and then there's cartoonists and it's sort of like these are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum like right like an animator is one end of the spectrum where it's like it's very um yeah and it doesn't matter what it is if it's the simpsons or family guy or rick and morty or it's you know uh tarzan you know like for for disney or like whatever like it's glenn Keane, like like that it's such a specific type of way of thinking of like it's very uh form and volume and and motion and antic like all of these different things that it's like there are so many rules and then on the other end of it is a cartoonist which is what this guy is he's a cartoonist and cartoonists they can achieve similar things but by completely different means and like charles schultz is a really great example of like a cartoonist who like like god like like six lines and he creates snoopy who is like simultaneously one of the easiest characters to draw but one of the hardest to capture the magic you know what i mean like like there's a there's like just this this dynamic of like it's it, it you know what it is i i can liken it to like jim henson and muppets right yeah so yeah. many people do puppetry so many so many people create you know marionettes or hand puppets or animatronics or whatever but jim henson and the projects that he touched had like this extra level of magic to them that is completely unquantifiable it's just it is outside the realm of of like rational like that's why it's magic it's like it just it comes out of somewhere and it's and it can't be replicated and other people can get close but like it's amazing because it because because with Jim Henson as the example, it's like his his skill and ability trickled through to everybody on the staff, right? So every project that the Jim Henson company worked on was just like unbelievable, right? Whether it was you know Labyrinth right. or Dark Crystal or Star Wars or whatever, right? When when they came in, it 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 transformed it the the ninja turtles in the first two ninja turtles movies right um where it's like they're real like those ninja turtles are real i don't care that they're rubber masks i don't care that sometimes you can see a person's face (laughs) inside the mouth right like those ninja turtles are as real as they're ever gonna get and no matter how good cg gets it's never gonna it's never gonna hold a candle and it's like, and that's not putting down anything. It's it's because it's not right, animatronic it's like, versus CG. It's the Jim Henson company with Jim Henson telling them like, no, you got to tweak this. No, you got to do that in order to get those turtles perfect. We're never going to get them again because he's not around. Like I, never is obviously, you know, like some other genius one day right. will be able to do something different or, or, you know, be reincarnated or whatever. Right. But, but then like you, like, cause like, then you look at things like Yoda well, like Yoda in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi is real, right? Even though, like, when you yeah. really look at him and you break it down, he is so false and so fake. But between Frank Oz's performance and, um, oh my God, uh, his name just fell out of my head, Stuart Freeborn's sculpting on that character, 
and like and then everybody else who contributed to it i it's just like like something comes together and yoda is real right and yeah. i mean and then you can you, tell that because when you watch the other ones and you're yeah. like this is a fake yoda because you get to the phantom yeah. menace in 1999 and with all of the money in the freaking world that puppet is an atrocity yeah. it's so bad that they replaced it with cg right yeah. like that that like in subsequent versions right like the one that's on disney plus well if since the blu-ray release he has been replaced with cg like right. lucasfilm before disney was like oh we gotta spend the money and fix this because that yoda is just not good and frank oz is still puppeteering that character right and even the last jedi which i just watched over the weekend last weekend it's now friday when we record this so it's the the, the our recording schedule is just totally different now this <laughs> it's really throwing you through a loop yeah <laughs> well because i already recorded a podcast this week on monday and now it's friday ah, but this is for right. next week and it's just like right. Ugh. And then, and next week I will I won't record anything right like next week right. I just like I'll edit and post and and that's it, but anyways, um, the puppet in the Last Jedi is fantastic. Like I think that they I was did. Gonna a really, say I really, really like job. that one. Yeah, it's it's really really good. It it is missing something. It just is like it and and that's that's not a dig at anybody. It it is only. That is only me saying how singularly amazing Jim Henson was that just his presence in relation to the character Yoda yeah. transformed that from a puppet into something real. Right. Cause he only mm -hmm. even like with star Wars, he only really consulted. He didn't actually like do anything. Right. Like he was like, he was there and, you know, like popping in and right. going like, Oh, how's this going? How's this project? But he didn't really, like he he it's not like he performed the character or something like that right um i mean like if you can't get jim henson then Fr frank oz is is the next guy because that's like his number two right it's like because they, they are kermit and fozzy they and i mean frank oz is fozzy he's uh miss piggy like he's the other half right yeah 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 so it's like you're you're in the hands of 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 the other guy that made the muppets the muppets but <clears throat> But there is just like the it it's it's just so funny how that can happen sometimes. And with cartooning, like that's like that is absolutely what it is. And I'm trying to to trace over these lines. And for me, it's like it's a it's an exercise in trying to figure out like how did he do this? Like what right. what were the what were the motions that that he made when he did these squiggles? Because they're just random squiggles, but they're not random squiggles because they look perfect, like, right? Like everything's spaced out, like right. the, the balance is right, it's all even. And I can't replicate it and I can't find the lines and I can't find the motion that that, that he did to, to create these characters. And it's just so interesting because it's like, because I am not a bad artist, I'm a pretty decent <laughs> artist. But it's like, it's just... I'm just doing because this is this is just gonna go on the album art, right? Like and 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 mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you know, uh featured images and stuff like that. It's not this isn't like, you know, I don't have to replicate this in order to like put it on a t shirt and, you know, produce something, right? It's not that big of a deal. It's for our silly podcast. But mm -hmm. um 
but it is still like as i do it and i'm like what can i get away with how close can i get to this and uh and still you know achieve what we're going for on 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 the album art but anyways anyways that's a lot of that's a lot of talking about nothing that anybody finds interesting it's talking about art i don't know it's talking about something you're passionate about it's good thank you for the insight because I work with a lot of artists and ugh, I was, I'm, I was actually thinking about this this morning and I'm like, maybe, maybe Mike would be a good person to talk to about this, but like, I just don't see the world as a creative. I definitely <laughs> always put a logic filter in everything. Like I love being creative, but what I like doing is I like taking the pieces that are already there and putting them into the best, like possible configuration like I think about it like collage I really enjoy collage because I can see what exists already and make it into something unique and that's Mm -hmm. what I think I bring as a like as a producer to projects is like I see the skills of everybody I see the big picture I see like here are all the pieces and here's how we can put them together in the best creative way I love doing that kind of stuff but I can't just come at something and be like how does this flow? And like, I just like, there's something about it that I'm like, it's, it's a, it's a really unique way to live in the world. I feel like if you're a creative, because you, you exactly what you're talking about, you're like flow lines and like all this stuff where it's like, that's really cool to be able to look at something and just see the shape without the, I don't know, without that extra sort of like resistance or like filter. It's why I like know in my heart of hearts that I will never be a director because I can't just get lost in a project and be like super creative. I have to think about the box that I'm working in and like how to make it work with the resources or how to make it. I can't just be like, okay, this is what it would, this is how my vision would be executed because that's not like my brain, my brain just doesn't function like that. And it's just, it's such a fascinating. And I'm like, that's why producers exist is because we need to be able to, be the boxes <laughs> that creatives otherwise don't have well i yeah i i've always no, maybe not always but like since film school really i've i've been very strongly of the opinion that art is at its best when it's restricted because there are a lot of people right, who yeah. will tell you that like oh an artist needs like a blank canvas and like to be like unfettered to do their best work I, I find that highly dubious. Like, I don't think that that is true in any circumstance, which is like, it, it you know, Obi-Wan will be met because that's an absolute. But, but it, but I do think that this is like a fundamental truth of art, which is that I don't care who you are. Look at what happens when you give George Lucas, one of the most creative people who's ever lived, mm-hmm. free reign. You end up with the prequels. We love the prequels for a lot of different reasons, but we don't love them for the same reasons that we love the original trilogy. With the original trilogy, he was dealing with so many restrictions. I mean, he almost killed himself on the first movie, right? Right. Because of how difficult it was to achieve his vision. Um, and so much so that, you know, uh, 25 years later, he was like, I'm going to fix these movies. For better or worse, right? And never stopped until he until I and honestly, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he sold Lucasfilm is that he looked at it, they were working on the next release, right? Which the stuff that ended up on Disney Plus is his final edits of of things. And it's like 
he, I think that he was working on that and he was like, I am going to be tweaking these same six movies until the day that I die, unless I make a clean break. Right. Like, I think that he like looked at himself right. and went, I got it. I have to step away from this. Right. Cause he had all the, all the resources in the world to do whatever he wanted and, and wanted to go off and make experimental movies that nobody would ever see. And I think that he's doing that. Like, I think that George Lucas sits in his, palace which he rightfully deserves to have unlike people like elon musk i who have whatever right i think we talked about that in the last episode i like yeah like he he sits in whatever estate he 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 hangs out in and he just like makes little movies for himself and then shows his wife and then shows Steven Spielberg and Steven Spielberg goes, yeah, that's pretty good, George. And then like, and that's the end of it. Like, and that's all, that's all he's doing now. Cause he's just doing it for himself, which I so admire, but like, but that aspect of, I always talk about it when I watch the prequel, I, I documentaries and stuff, you see Rick McCallum just going like, yes, George, yes, bigger, better, yes, yes, that's going to make a great action figure. We can sell that starship. Yes, 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 more aliens, more stuff. And it's like, and and Rick McCallum is also very responsible for the great things in the prequels. So it's like, it's a, it, it, you take the good with the bad. You have to, right? But I do think that that, that dynamic of, of Rick McCallum with George Lucas versus Alan Ladd Jr. with george lucas on the first movie and, and subsequent ones right i right. i i don't i'm not i'm not 100 sure how involved alan ladd was on five and six but but uh, like I mean, very I much think... so on the first one like he was the guy who was like i'm gonna get you the money you're gonna, like we wouldn't have star wars if it wasn't for alan ladd jr who passed away i think earlier this year maybe maybe it was last year but um He's what he is like probably the most unsung hero in Star Wars in the history of, of the franchise because everybody else said no to George Lucas. And then Al Ladd Jr. was like, I saw that THX movie that you made and I saw American Graffiti. This is now something completely different from the, both of those things, but <laughs> like also exactly the same. And I'm going to talk to Fox and I'm going to, we're going to take a chance on you. Like, like without mm-hmm. that, it wouldn't have happened. And, and I think like Alan, Lett, like he, he definitely was the guy saying to George Lucas, like, mm, well, I, I can get you a little bit more, but not much. Right. Like, like he was yeah, yeah. The, the guy yeah. going like, I want to help you achieve your goal, but you've got to be realistic. Right. Yeah. He was yeah. that producer. And, and, uh, and Star Wars is Star Wars and everything else. I mean, like I'm surrounded by it right now. And it's like, <laughs> none of that exists without that dynamic, that very specific dynamic of George Lucas being restricted and having yeah. to play within a certain set of rules. Um, Cause if he had just made the movie that he wanted to, I mean, like if you read the first draft of Star Wars, it's not good. It's it, like it's cool. It's rad. It there's a lot of really neat stuff in it, but it's a mess because it's got everything in the kitchen sink. It's like in the same way that the final movie is all of the things that we love about, you know, uh, Princess of Mars and Flash Gordon and uh, Buck Rogers and and you know Kurosawa and like it's like his his first draft is all of that. It's like it, but like with no 
with no restriction. <laughs> and it's just like, it's too much. It's like 15 minutes of exposition every two seconds. Like every page has an explanation of like why the lightsaber is this and why that character does that and whose father this one is. And it's, and then you, you go like, Oh, that's what the prequels are. Aww. That's what the prequels are. The only right. restriction he had is that he had to work towards the original trilogy. Right. Um, which is where you see in Revenge of the Sith, it's like the movies go and go and go and go. And then you get to the last third of Revenge of the Sith. And he's like, um, 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 and then all the Jedi get killed. Order 66. Uh, 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 and then, and then Padme's got to die. And then, uh, uh, we don't, we, <laughs> we have no time to figure out a reason for why she died. She just does. Okay, guys, she just does. <laughs> like, and it's just like, you can see him having to like run, like sprint at the end to get revenge of the Sith to, to like fit into a new hope. <laughs> and it's like, uh, Oh boy, <laughs> we probably should have, should have restructured this a little bit earlier on. And, and that's one of those things where like, I think, a, a, I don't want to say a better producer. Rick McCallum was a very good producer. But like the producers that movies are like, but there's, but... there's a, the, you need boxes sometimes, right? Like you yeah, need to a be different to producer would have, would have looked at all three movies and gone, like we need to plan this whole thing out if it's gonna work we have to pace it across all three we can't go at a snail's pace in phantom menace and then three different paces all at once in attack of the clones and then and then just everything in the kitchen sink in the third one like like it's just as fast as possible we have to I I have to tell you all of these things, guys. I have to tell you all of these things before we're done. <laughs> it's yeah, Revenge of the Sith is like I love it. It's I do think that it's a very good movie, and I think of the prequels, it's the best one. But also it is just like um it is a it it is looking into a neurodivergent mind and 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 trying to make sense of it that's that's what it is like like if you could like when i'm thinking about stuff like 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 ideating right like like coming up with stuff if you could look inside my adhd adult brain and see all of the synapses going all at once thinking about six different things simultaneously that's what the that's what revenge of the sith is on screen where it's like we have we have six different characters with different plot lines and we're following all of them and it's all it's it'll be fine by the end of it and it's like it's really not it's actually it's quite a mess and it's very jumbled and it doesn't take time where it needs to uh but yeah but at the end of the day i don't know hayden christensen ewan mcgregor i'm not gonna complain (laughs) <laughs> we get it is what it, if, if if obi-wan kenobi like if this series is anything like these previews are making it out to be it'll all have been worth it <laughs> every pain point in the prequels will be worth it to get to to what we're gonna get in the obi-wan series um those two characters back on screen together oh my god it's gonna be ridiculous I think that's a good place to transition into episodic proper. Yeah, everything everything always goes back to Star Wars. Always. It has to. It has to. Okay, let me finish drawing these stupid squirrels on Mags' hat, and then we can... That's all good. 
I'm realizing that was actually like I thought we've been talking for way longer. I'm so tired today, Mike. I was up way no, too late good. last night, and then that was half an hour. Well, not half an hour. Minus ten minutes. That was hour. twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, twenty minutes. That's good. That's, That's good. good. That's fine. Me and Crystal are having a great conversation. Have you seen that reel about the woman talking about why she like the best reason to not have kids? No. I would like to share it with you so that you can watch it right now. Shush. Shush. Because it like made me cry. Because I'm like, okay. yes. This is so great. Anyways, I think I might share it on my actual page. This uh, redrawing these characters is such an exercise in like getting getting rid of perfection, like letting go of perfection. Because uh, nobody's gonna care as much as I care. Okay, I'm taking off my headphones. One sec. Yeah, that you know, like I don't know if Crystal has said this to you. That is basically how we've described you in the past. <laughs> like, like, like that sort of. It's like no, we like you. You have to have people like Amanda because, like, every once in a while, it's like you're like you're not sick of my kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like, and you exactly. don't have to love them. You choose to love them, right? Like, yeah. it's, it is. It is very much like a. Like uh, yeah. if you if if you never wanted to see them again, that is totally something that you could do. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but like yeah, it, no. it's to, to show them that there's that other. Per- Anyways, I was like I I had only seen the first part of the reel previously, and then my friend who just had a kid, I guess last year, but she tagged me in it, and so I watched the whole thing, and I was like, oh my gosh, I missed the best part of this, and that is like. I've been thinking about it a lot recently in terms of like, I'm so excited to come to Disneyland, even though I'm going to be so exhausted, Mike, like I'm, I've reached my, (laughs) like, I've only been here for like a month and a half, but it's kind of exhausting to be in a brand new place by yourself and like navigate the world. Um, I'm going on vacation next week and I'm so excited. Zoe is like, she's, she just like sporadically bought a ticket. So she's going to come celebrate my birthday with me in Bali and it's going to be awesome. Her flights are absolute garbage and I feel so guilty, <laughs> but I'm really excited for that. So like, I will have a bit of a reset, but my sister's coming to visit me and we're traveling before I come to Disneyland. So I'm going to have not only finished three, two and a half months in Indonesia, but then a stressful two weeks with my sister while we were traveling internationally. I'm so excited for Disneyland, but also I'm very aware that maybe that first day I should just be like... <laughs> not are not around people but anyways i'm so i'm so excited. you know what but it's, though but it's like, i think yeah. 
I think you're going to step foot on Disney property. Oh, yeah. And because yeah. this is how it is for us, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter how tired we are. It doesn't matter. Like, like, I don't know. It just, it, that ener- the energy comes from somewhere else. It's, it, oh, yeah. it's the same with a con, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like Star Wars mm-hmm. Celebration, it'll be the same thing. It's like, we'll be, like, there'll be other people there and you like feed off of the energy of your friends and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Right. So I don't know. I think yeah. it'll be all right. I mean, I, I mean, that's what it is. And I'm, I think I'll be okay too. And I'm just going to be so excited to see the girls and to just be at Disneyland, like with children. Like that's just like a unique thing that I haven't experienced yet, which is cool. So Mm -hmm. I hope, I hope that they're all excited and it'll be great. And the little Cassie remembers me. I'm always so worried because she's so young. Oh, (laughs) you don't have to worry about that. We've been looking at houses and Mm -hmm because uh, we want to buy a bigger place right so we've been doing mm-hmm. a lot of like open houses and and viewings and stuff like that and um and <laughs> yesterday 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 god the days are so long um yesterday we were in a house we're looking around we're not buying this house because it turns out that it that it's a suspected like former grow up i uh, so <laughs> it's like oh that's why the price is so good i i Yes, hello. Hi, I heard you talking about how You can't yeah, but you can't there I'm on it's headphones. Oh. You can't just come in. Okay, so I guess none of this is gonna go into anything. <laughs> you drive me nuts, Crystal. I just don't know what I'm telling her that they like every house that we went to yeah, we saw three places yesterday. Mm-hmm. And in every single one of them, she goes, and this is Auntie Mandy's room for her to live with us. Cassie said that. Oh, no. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, you are you are misunderstanding a lot of things, Cassie. Like, you've heard <laughs> bits and pieces of conversations, and this oh. is how it is interpreted in your little uh, uh, amoeba brain. <laughs> I have to say Two-year-olds that that just... are hilarious. That just warms my soul, though. I'm so excited to go to Disneyland with them, and we're gonna all have so much swag. I'm gonna buy all of the Disney products. <laughs> I'm so excited. I need to get yeah. ears for like every day. <laughs> Hi, Crystal. She's gone now. She <laughs> okay. couldn't hear you, anyways. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's do. Let's do the actual episode now. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Mike. That's. Oh, they're just so awesome. Yeah, they, what, they, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't have the first clue. Okay. <laughs> I honestly don't. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Um, we're <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> announce we're gonna announce the name of the podcast. Okay. And tell everybody where to go follow us on social media. I have gotten the email and the Instagram. I'm halfway through the Facebook. Before I go to bed tonight, I will I'll I'll finish getting the Facebook thing, um, and uh, and and Twitter, and then I guess I'm gonna grab TikTok, even though I like I don't know that we'll use it necessarily, but I right. I I yeah. said on the last podcast on on the the um um off the record, and I'll say it again on this one that like. 
we would really like somebody to volunteer to come on and do social media for us um, to help yeah. us out with that. Because I just like you and I are going to drop the ball on it. I know that we are. Right. Because yeah. it's just it's 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 too much along with everything else to also be like, like, let's do this. And I think like TikTok would be beneficial in in growing the audience, connecting and people, finding new people. <sighs> but I, I don't know like... how to TikTok. So like it's it's i know how to look at watch things on tiktok i don't like it's another i'm too old yep <laughs> too old yep. to begin the training yep anyways we are. Yep. we'll talk about it cool so no, we'll start there and then we'll find our way like we'll we always evolve. do sounds good how many episodes of this podcast do we have left we've got this one you're not on the next episode uh no wait uh no because oh, the next recording right. is the twenty second so that's your birthday right. I'm not yeah I'm not so you're there. not on the next episode yeah and then the seventh of May is a podcast and then so that's so that's two episodes and then the next podcast week is now I'm I'm hoping that what you're okay with is that like that next podcast would be the 24th which is sort of when i'm in or like the 23rd is when it would originally yeah. release but that's when i'm like gonna come join you so we might just like release it later that week right because it's the one that i'm there with you right it'll it, yeah that one will come out when it comes out um and it'll probably right. be and we'll talk to to everybody about it beforehand of like hey i will probably be editing this while we're sitting in line for panels at, right. at celebration right. so it's probably not coming out until saturday um, and it, and like, there won't be like an early Patreon release, but it's our last episode and it's live from Disneyland. So like, get yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we're going to record so then, like so then... in Oga's cantina and, and at right yes. after we build our lightsabers and stuff, it's like the last episode is going to be like, come to Disneyland with us. So you guys, get, you, they'll have to wait for it a little bit. Um, there you go. Okay. So then if that's, cause then that's, that's what I understand is that we'll do one, you'll do the next one. Then I'll be on the one on the seventh or whatever the t the release date on the ninth, and then yeah, and then our last one. So like three more podcasts. Yeah, so four including this episode. So we're gonna end at this one's eighty four. So we're gonna end at eighty seven. <laughs> what a weird number to oh, end on, but that's funny. what a weird yeah. Maybe we should end at ninety, dude. No. No, we're gonna end with a the last episode of Thunder Quack is gonna be at Disneyland. I, okay. that's perfect. I like it. Okay, it's better than it being a round number. It doesn't matter. Okay, okay, that's let's fair. start this episode.